I am unashamed. What about you? So you got Romans chapter 8 coming up, Jace. Yep. And I call that relief texts. Relief. Relief texts. It, it's, it's a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> you read Romans. Bill, that's your talent. Is you take something seemingly complex and make it utterly so simple, and and you it's know, usually a sound effect to go with it. You know, so yeah. that has a lot of sound effects. I mean, I hate it that I'm not going to go spiritual. I'm going to go physical, physical. But in the middle of the night, I woke up and I had some intestinal discomfort. But I've been having plumbing problems. But I was having so much discomfort that I just went outside because <laughs> I have a little outdoor bathroom yeah. that I think was good. But I just remember after all that was had ended, I, I just thought, now that is some relief. Yeah, my, my mode of operandi <laughs> in the last... Uh, I felt relief you know, yeah. physically. Now you're talking about spiritual relief, right? Yeah, yeah spiritual and, and physical relief here as of today. Yeah. But I'm now 75 which I used to think that was old, but now I'm not quite sure. But uh, <laughs> No, Phil, I mean. Yeah, when you're 75 and, you know, I've been getting up at daylight and my world has turned into watching where you step. You know, I'm, I'm draining water. We drain the dog, we call it, dog bayou. We flood it. The beavers moved in on us. So this Logs. is your workout program at 75 this, this is, people. This is a workout program. We took a drag. We taped it to a push pole. So it's about 10 feet long. And what do we, you mean by drag? Because people A drag is, is what you tear a beaver dam out with. It's got claws on it. It's a, we, got, we put metal handles instead of wooden handles. But we take out beaver dams by hand with this drag. It's got four claws like a rake. But but it they they're long claws. What happened before. to the dynamite and all that? Y'all y'all got off. Well, there? If, if if I don't trust dynamite, I don't. <laughs> I think I'd blow myself up. But <laughs> but the bottom line is, we're cutting beaver down. What would Matt Dillon do? That's we are we are running into alligators. <clears throat> oh, running, we got some gators down there. Got now. some gators down so there. Evidently, these uh, these alligators are migrating. Hey, by the way, so if you go down south. You know, uh, Jay and Sidus went fishing down in Venice. You know, and you're coming there going to New Orleans, you know, all alligator roadkill is pretty common because yep. there's so many down there. You'll see them on, I mean, like a deer or a dog or something on the side of the road. Really? They're running over alligators. Yeah, there's so many of them. But look, for you the. You think that wouldn't kill them. For the first time ever, for me, on I-20, not too long after I crossed the river into Louisiana, between the river mm -hmm. and Tallulah, there was about a seven footer that somebody had run over. He just had a big chunk of his head missing where it looked like he. You don't car. think he like fell out of somebody's truck or something. I, it looked like somebody ran over it. No, he came out of about one of them bayous over. <clears throat> but we see. But, I mean, alligator roadkill. I mean, that, I've never seen that in North Louisiana. So it's definitely changed now. This You it's, think they're coming from the south? <clears throat> Coming from everywhere, but the bottom line is <laughs> where the beavers are piling up all the debris, the gators are, are lying up on that. So when we walk up there to cut the beaver dam, there's gators laying up there, you know, six, seven footers. But wouldn't they eat the Do they eat beavers? 
Well, I, I wish they'd eat them all. I wish I could pay them to eat them all, but uh, I don't know. They all act like they're friends to me. But, but allegedly, they. But eat a them gator slides out out in front of you. He goes off. Well, you're fixing to do some work, and yeah. usually he'll pop up about <clears throat> all ten yards. He'll just go about ten yards and raise his head up, and he watches and, you. And he just sitting there watching. Well, you know, Dan. Dan watches them closer than I do. He's, he's got yuppie tendencies. Yeah, yeah. He's, what do you think? I said, <clears throat> I think he's, he'll go on. And you know they're attracted to white, as I read yeah, one time. So. I, but, you know, I got the old white T-shirt on here. But, <laughs> <laughs> you might ought to wear some I have camouflage. a weapon that's handy. I have a weapon at the ready. But alligators so, are not aggressive, contrary. Typically. Most to, of the time they act like just an old dog out there in the yard. They'll just move back out of the way. <laughs> And mosey on, mosey on off. Unless it's a so attack dog. Right now, it's cutting beaver dams. Uh, we we were draining water. The river's about ten foot high. We check the river stage. We look at what's coming to us from the north as far as the water coming up. But the idea is to drain it all, <clears throat> plant it with duck food. So right now we're going into June. I feel like we're having a game plan. We're in a meeting. <laughs> and if we had a whiteboard, we'd have we have the water coming from the north. The gators are coming from the south. They're coming from everywhere, dude. Yeah. Well, they're coming from everywhere. <laughs> My point is there's 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 crawfish just moving okay. around under your feet. Just just crawfish because I'm draining it. And that thing was had more crawfish than I thought, but I should have been catching some of them. Well, let's. But catch we got them. another place we catch. We can all do the, that. We can catch all the crawfish you want. I'm right, in on that right now. We can catch all you want. We yeah. are cutting beaver dams. We are getting ready to to go over on the west side of our property, make another big duck hole, a big grass patch. So we're gonna put a <laughs> dump across a bayou. I mean, we got tricoles, bulldozers. Alligators and crawdads. What about our old friend Jim, the old cottonmouth? Have you seen a few of those around? I've seen a few of those. They died. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Because the same place you're going to tear out, the cottonmouths are coming out of there. You just have to watch them because, you know, they will bite you. Yeah, the key statement advice (laughs) I've taken from this this, uh, update on on the woods and the water is you said, I'll watch Every step. <laughs> well, that was good advice. Well, I got what I got out of it beginning about last Monday. <clears throat> I was reaching down with that drag, pulling up debris out of this metal box that's got boards in front of it. That's what holds your water. Well, the beavers coming in when they got done, they just packed that thing full. We had to take it all out, had to bring out a track hole to do it. <clears throat> We're standing there with the drags. But that drag was long. When you get 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 some debris, you're coming up ten feet and dragging it out of this box. So, if you're listening, by the way, he's going through all the motions. <laughs> I had a I had a comical with back breaking work. You've heard of it. I, I mean, I ended up with a back ache at seventy five. I've been saying for the last few years, you know, no aches and no pain. Well, I got a back ache. But that uh, I, I I kicked up at Omega XL. I kicked up at there Omega XL. I said, well, maybe, baby. maybe let's see if it's what it say it is. And you're better, right? Yep. So I broke out the old Omega XL there, and, <laughs> the and I will admit that the ache stayed with me for about three days. 
but it was getting a little better each day. Uh, well, on day four, I said, hey, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, so, so the backache left, so came the, and went. The other night, Jay's dad was at the house, and he and mom were leaving. I think it was after the wedding, maybe. And uh, so Sage came out there. We got some cats now. We got two kittens, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're small. And Sage came out there and plopped the cat down on dad's legs. He was in the truck and he's just gonna leave. Yeah. And I'm talking to mom. Yeah. And dad said, Hey, what's what's this one's name here? You know, and whatever frisky. Said, what's your name? Charlie? I said, Charlie, what do you say? And Charlie <laughs> decided he would flex his claws <laughs> on my leg. And he just inserted them claws and went right through these bridges. And he got into the meat. <laughs> oh, so she was pulling him off. And, of course, those claws are pulling with it. And it went, and this was a rip. And that went, hey. So, yeah. What she saw was Charlie dismount, <laughs> dismounting my leg at a rapid rate of speed. So, me and old Charlie didn't get along too well. You know what I learned? He's a good cat. You know, you know when I was a kid, what I learned about a cat, why I didn't like him. I had about eight holes in my leg from that. (laughs) I mean, I was a kid, and I I learned that cats, no cat that I ever came up on as a kid, liked to be baptized. (laughs) No, they don't like water. They didn't like that. Every time I got scratches when I tried to baptize a cat, because I thought, some evil about these cats. So, you know, as a cats kid, are anti-baptism. You, you're mine. I thought, I'm going to baptize this. They didn't like that. Well, what scared me about the cats was when Bobo decided he's a killer of all small animals. But when he got a hold of a big tomcat out there in the yard one day, remember that? He got whooped. He lost. Yeah. That cat whipped him like a I yard like dog. a tomcat that's in my yard. I got a couple out at the, our bed and breakfast place. Yeah. And, uh, and they just came up, but I feed them. Right. When they're there, because I was like, let's be friends. But I love them. They're the perfect keepers of the yard, I guess, because well, they, they, they the just, mice, yeah. that's right. So you, I fed them to keep them there. Then I quit feeding them. And I'm like, you go get your own. Man. Dan lost his cat. He had one around here. And it was good to get it mice and stuff. He'd bring in mice. And uh, he's an old tomcat. So he did a lot of prowling at night. But Dan said some of the rednecks racing, you know, at night. Running up down the road. Run over. Run over. Back to roadkill now. It hurtled, Dan, I could tell. Yeah. So Alex has a cat. No one could touch that cat but Dan. Dan's the only one he'd let pet him. Alex has a cat that they got from the rescue uh, place, and it only has one eye. And uh, it was interesting because when they first got it, it was just kind of like a, you know, you could see it. But now the fur has just grown over where that eye well, was. That's yes. interesting. It's a one-eyed cat, and they and she named it Dan Crenshaw after the, you know, our, our man, our Navy SEAL that lost his eye over because he has a patch, which I loved it. I was like, so so when a you know, Pearl, she's like three years old, I said, what's your cat's name? Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> and so, but it's a one-eyed cat, but that thing is amazing. We put it in, I was having some mice problems with that thing, with, even with one eye. I mean, they are hunters. Oh, they are. You know, they're really good. I like a cat, but with the dogs I currently have, Sneaky, Freaky, and Bobo, <laughs> those three dogs, they don't like cats. Yeah. yeah. Words, it's a fight. If they see a cat, it's it's, it's on. Yeah. So I, I they just don't mix. Too I much can't. trouble. Too much trouble. But other than that, if you wonder what 75-year-old men do down here in the South, get up in the morning at daylight and go over and fight the beavers. And uh, I've got some traps this time, so I might have to catch some of them. It's just so many of them. They are prolific. You could go up and down a river at night with a 22 and go a couple of miles up the river and turn around and come back, 
you could kill 50 beavers. Yeah. They are they've really taken up, over. And they are they've dammed up everything we have. <clears throat> I'm constantly breaking up all that debris, breaking yeah. all up. Well, and it's funny because I don't guess they have a uh, I don't guess they have if alligators don't eat them, what would be a predator of a beaver? Alligator. So that's all. So maybe then, the only thing well, I actually, know. maybe uh, these gators will solve uh, your problem. I, I, I like gators. Of course, the problem with gators is they've been protected for so long, and they have no predator, but except for us, except that's for it. humans. So you hadn't been able to, you know, they've just been really judicious and allowing people to. A lot of predators when they're them. young, they're small, right? But once they get, yeah, once size, they get right? big, and they live a long time, they, oh, they yeah. live like as long as a person does. But you get used to it all, and you know you just have to kind of literally watch your step. It's funny, people that aren't around gators are very afraid of them. But like you said, Jess, we really aren't because they're not aggressive. No, we we uh, working TV, and we got out of gators ten yards away just looking at us yeah. there, and, but they don't seem to want to attack. Of course, we're maybe not a pup, dumb. Maybe we, a pup, we, I think the producers of the swamp people <laughs> did that because yeah. well, they, you know how well they're the scary. TV, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like I I. Because I I just realized at an early stage that I'm a terrible actor, so I just thought when we film this show, I'm just gonna be myself because I can't act. Right. So right. I just thought whatever I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I know how they are. It's by the time you edit and put music and it didn't even I don't even remember doing this stuff and I was in it. <laughs> That's right. But I, they did the same thing with the swamp people. They dramatized that catching of a gator with just. All the things that Because if you're hunting them like they did, let's take a break. Did you know, Jace, that the average American has 97 points that they could add to their credit score but no idea how to get them? I do now. (laughs) That's information you did not know before today. No. So the data scientists at ScoreMaster, they cracked the code on how to add 97 points to your credit score, and it's like found money. And it is because it saves you on interest long term. It helps you with your loan approval, lowers your interest rate because your points are higher, helps you if you're getting a new car, a new home, or or even applying for a credit card. So one member raised his credit score 33 points in just five days, another 43 in a couple of weeks. So it works. At least now I've used it. Uh, when we bought a house, and it and it bumped ours up quite a bit as well. So if you hurry, you can try ScoreMaster for free. See how many points you can add up to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash fill. That's scoremaster.com slash fill and get your credit score up today. Then, and he comes up there, and you, you know, you got him, you got him hooked. Yeah, but Al, trying, they're pulling I and know. making it look, Phil and I, uh, trap gators out when we had the place of the tensile yeah there was no drama yeah just went up there and boom it's over i never thought oh i'm in danger i may (laughs) he may pull me under and this turn into a horror movie (laughs) that i I never felt it did you no no well yeah i agree now we had a small dog that got out there yeah and it was that way for him yeah but which that's about the people working puppies and stuff. We oh, you, right. we were playing golf in uh, a few years ago, Jason. I don't know if you remember this in Peninsula. And yeah. There's a little pond over there, and the only time you got to watch it is if they're on a nest or got little ones that they will be aggressive. Jay Jay hit a golf ball over there, and it was some of that old thick weedy like plant, and he's looking around in there for his golf ball. It's right by the water's edge, and and all of a sudden 
you know, we're he's kind of down a slope. So we're watching. We're, Jay, are you going to hit? Are you going? You know, and we were all looking over there, and all of a sudden he comes high stepping up that hill, wide open, and and behind him was about a what was it, about a six foot yeah. gator. And hissing and running at him because she had a yeah. nest down there. So <laughs> now nah, that one did. And wasn't theoretically, it? that that gator could have run him down. They're oh fast. yeah, they're, they're very fast. People think you're going to run for them if they make up their mind. Although I have down. to say, in that moment, I don't know how fast Stone is, but he was really running fast <laughs> when that gator got on his tail. So yeah. they will make you high step a little bit. So uh, we have a, a on Facebook. There's a, a large group of people that uh, that listen to us, and and the guy that is the admin for it, Steve, he just sent me a few comments I want to read, Jace, about the chosen episode last week because people were really loving it. And he, Steve himself, said uh, he was a huge fan of Dallas and cast and crew. I was overjoyed when I heard the rumblings that Dallas might be on the podcast. It's my favorite show and my favorite podcast. It's like chocolate and peanut butter coming together. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty good. Isn't that a Reese's Cup? It is. Okay. Steve, that's a Reese's Cup. Uh, definitely one of the best co- podcasts ever. Bonnie said, all my favorite people in one place. Awesome. Uh, Serena said, fantastic. I didn't want the conversation to end. Mm-hmm. Which that's the way you like a podcast. when they. they don't is there a question in here? No, they were just saying, oh, they were just oh. sharing with each other. A way to be positive. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we tell them. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about all the negative stuff he gets. These people. They think a lot yeah. of this is scripted and all that. They don't realize we don't come here with a, a big batch of notes and all that stuff. Bill, you're telling the secret to our show. Well, that's fine. I don't care. But I mean, but the Which bottom is line nothing. is we're basically trying to project in these United States of America, I can't say this too loudly, it's called common sense. <laughs> common sense. I mean, give me a break. Well, fighting uh, those beavers that got you all wound oh, up. Oh, he's just stirred up. Jill, yeah. Jill said it wasn't long enough. We need a part two. I mean, look, see, most idea. people wouldn't realize this. Phil, you're no it. longer on the mic. We've lost you. Yeah, okay. No, I'm back. I got, I'm just showing right here, just show you. Here's when you see a man with shoes. Let like me this. give the play by play. These, These are, are my the shoes. muddiest, most disgusting <laughs> shoes I've ever look, seen in my oh life. My These are the shoes I have on while we're doing this. But look at this. <laughs> see this mud, build up? Mud. But the good news is I'm being pretty careful with them because once this dries out, I can jump out there on that concrete floor, do a little jig, you know, like like they do on TV. Uh, I rap think singers. that's a dance. I turn oh, into right. a little rap episode, and you look up, and you'll say, no more mud. It'll dry and fall away. So, But I got to let it dry today, but that's where I'll be, and that's how deep the mud was. Phil, if you went out there and did a rap, a dance to rap music, I literally would pay you at least four figures yep. to watch that happen. No, <laughs> so no. if you do... Let me know. All of that is outside our skill set, Jace. Rapping. I was, rapping. Well, I was Common dancing sense. the other night during the LSU game. I, I don't. I kept doing an awkward dance every time they would do something well. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Um, the Chosen brought me back to Jesus. The Unashamed podcast has taught me the deeper meaning in life of Jesus. And she says, far more than I've ever encountered, ever. She she uh, does a feel. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's oh, good. the Ever well, is two syllables, but Phil. But she's got a she's got it capitalized in a dash. Ever that's what Dad says. I don't. That's do when that Phil's ever. real excited. He can take a one syllable word. She said, "Between these two, I have the most earnest desire to live a Jesus centered life. 
I've joined, kudos to her. I've joined a church family. I've begun speaking openly about Jesus and his meaning to my life, which is Well, you awesome. got to think. That's Cheryl that said that. The reason we— By don't. the way, unless there is a—I'll go back to I've been, what I've been saying for about years. Unless there's a mass repentance, a, a, what do you want to call it, an awakening. I mean, I read through the Founding Fathers the other day. Say what you want to about those guys. The vast majority of them were very godly men. Agreed. That, that's not by accident that it produced the greatest nation on earth. Right. But we have just literally undermined that for the last 60 years, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. And if America does not repent, we're in for a, I won't see it, it's a little past me, but I give it 25 or 30 years unless something is done rapidly. Well, you remember the verse? With this debt and with all these harebrained schemes, and here comes Karl Marx again. (laughs) It looks like people would learn, but they just keep repeating the same mistakes. Well, but the point is, Jesus changes the heart. That's why whenever you feel like the world is closing in on you and you're becoming less optimistic, about our future, you realize where we're where we've left off in Romans after this inner battle that every human has. He gets to that first verse and says, "Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." What if a, you that's just? That's why I call it a relief text. If you just took that one verse and woke up every morning and and say to yourself. Wow, there is no condemnation for me because I'm in Jesus. Common sense. And you say, what is condemnation? All bad. There's nothing bad for those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, what a positive outlook. Along with what you just said, because I figured you were going to say it. I didn't say it. I just quoted it, but that's what it says. Because the Hebrew writer, uh, by one sacrifice, he, God, has made perfect forever. There it is. There Those it is. who are being made ever. holy. Perfect forever. That's that's that one. And while you're there, Jace, let's see. Here's another one. What about this? Uh, what, one time uh, you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. That's, that's Romans 7 again. But I'm reading from Colossians 1.21. But now... God has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death, his death on a cross, to present you, let's see, holy in his sight because of what he did, not because of what you did, without blemish. That'd be free from accusation. That'd be free from accusation. That'd be no condemnation. There is an if there. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not move from the hope held out, and here it is again by the gospel. I love so, that free from accusation. Free because from accusation. in our culture, this current cultural war that we now participate in, all you basically need to ruin people is an accusation. That's that why people that's are why in the up. cancel culture, Jace, the cancel yeah. culture, they get on me or some of y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they try to undermine what we're doing, and they're passing judgment on us, 
and they're doing the same things. Mm. We're all sinful men. We've gone through all that, but we're under the grace of God. Therefore, there's no condemnation for us. We're trying to show people you can get in a position where you're not a blemish. You're free from accusation and you'll never be condemned. Just believe in Jesus. Keep your faith there when you get up in the morning well, and you got immortality waiting. And for the life of me, it looks like to me, more people would say, you know what? I'm, I, I think I'm going to get in, get in on that train. Would, yeah, and, and why would you not want to? Let's take another break. So if you're wondering maybe about a Father's Day gift that's a little bit different, uh, I would suggest uh, our sponsor, Tommy John, because they make really good underwear. Don't I, they, Jay? I concur. Yeah. yeah, they uh, they don't ride on you. They stay in place, which is the main thing. Uh, and they made out of fabric that's pretty cool, which helps a lot. So if you want to get for dad that uh, maybe he loves naps, maybe he just likes to be comfortable. I think Tommy John is the way to go. Um, hundreds of thousands of people after 13 years, tens of thousands of five star reviews. Uh, basically, they say they're the most comfortable underwear ever. Light. Lightweight moisture wicking fabric. Fourteen million pairs have been sold. So, and it, and it's they have the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. So give me that during Father's Day. All right, that's what you want. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting you some, Dad. Go to TommyJohn.com/slash/feel. You get twenty percent off your first order right now. Order by June fifteenth for delivery by Father's Day. So you got to get that order in. Twenty percent off your first order at TommyJohn.com/slash/feel. That's what I'm getting for Dad. See the site for details. How would you define that Romans 8, 2, where it says, because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. How would you define, I would say, in, in a simplistic term, what is the law of the spirit of life? Just what we're saying. There's no condemnation. <laughs> There's condemnation, no no condemnation under that law. The law of the spirit of life is uh, its two head headings are just love God and just love your neighbor. The law of the spirit will take over from there. Well, I've always likened it. The written code is counsel. Well, you say, well, what was the written code? What, what took its place? The law of the spirit of life. Well, yeah, and I see it as the two forces. It's good and evil because it's like what he's saying is, is, you have a law of sin and death. Yep. So it, the law is included in that, obviously, because it shows it. But really, the law is you sin, you die. Yep. I mean, that's a constant. It's, that's it's right. A, I look at it like physics. You got that. So, if but if you somehow could not be bound by that, you would have this other choice, and that's the law of spirit and life. So therefore, you don't have to die and stay dead. You can live, and you can live with the spirit of God. You know, being as your force. So I, I, like, I, see the, saying, like, I like the end live result. Live by the Spirit, and you're under the law of the Spirit of life instead of the code of death. And when you get get to the law of the Spirit of life, you say, just let the Spirit guide you wherever you go. And that's really the theme and, and of the whole chapter, them. right? You can, Don't you, you think it's cool, people. though, that in between the two laws, he says it set me free? That's right. Right. I mean, most people don't look as people who follow Jesus as free people. That's they right. think, oh, you're going to church because you have to. They're thinking you're rules and regulations. Kidding. Rules and regulations. It's a rule. Well, yeah. you remember back in chapter 6, he compared. He did the same comparison, but he called it a slave to sin 
or a slave to righteousness. It's the same basic concept. It's a choice. Well, how can you be free in that scenario? What would you say? I would say that you are free to do the right thing instead mm-hmm. of be bound by the wrong thing. I mean, I think that's the whole beauty of it. The spirit, because that's the part where we still mess up, but we're not under condemnation and death anymore. So you're much more free to do much better things. That's why people look at yeah. it and say, this is a, why, man, you're such a good guy. Well, he's what, not what good he go- because of anything he did. See, that's yeah. what I what say about on the chosen. Say, yeah. I say, look, he's exercising the person who had that idea. That's an exercise of the freedom that's that he right. experienced in Jesus to say, you know what I think I'll do? I'll make a show about those apostles and the friends and other people, along right? with it. The posse. And since they're all flawed, we'll just try to use that as an example of our flaws in our pursuit of Jesus. And maybe we can connect somehow into life, lives that change based on a view of Jesus. Right. Yep. Guess what? I yep. like a person who comes up with those free ideas. The key point in all this, Al, is no human being, none, have ever kept the law perfectly. But because Jesus kept it, he kept it, and it's counted as us keeping it because we're in him. Uh, I like the way John said it. Everyone who breaks, everyone who sins breaks the law. First John 3, 4. Yeah, but in fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So that's how you can get around a law of works. He kept the law of works, right? then died for us because we didn't keep it, but he counts us as perfect because he's perfect right. and our face in him. And we are him. And, him. and his spirit lives in us. Which Man, is where you, you talk about a great act of kindness. Well, he and basically you get back over to, to, to Romans 8. He says just what you said in verse 3 and 4. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh, yep. God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful man That's to it. be a sin offering. He kept it for us. And so he condemned no. sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. He was the, and all these animals and blood was thrown. Not a one of them removed any sin. Here comes God in flesh. And you say, and he fixed it so that all of our sins, he took them away because our faith in him. Once you get in Jesus, you're, you, the, the, you're surrounded by the blood and the mediating work. You're like, Sin can't touch you. Just get up and go again. Right. You but make a mistake. To, it's Lord. hard to wrap your brain around that, though. I, me- I remember is. having an argument one time that went back and forth for seemingly hours, and it was basically that we could have kept the law, and then I forgot which side of this I was on. And the response was, well, no, because all are sinners. But And then the response was, but Jesus did. He kept it. And you're like, so I could have, but then the argument was, but you didn't, right? But you won't. I, I kept saying, but you won't eventually. Yeah. And they were like, they didn't like that it was being said, but you could have. It's like, well, but Jesus did. 
And like, well, but he was God, but he became a man. It's like we just went around and around that. There was never a decision reached because it hit me that it's hard to grasp that. Yeah. But you know, but you're right because Hebrews 2 said he was made like us in every way so that he would understand and tempted like us in every way to understand it. So it's it's not like well, he, you know, set no, aside. He's for, saying, can you be a much better person? How can you be the best person under law of works or a law of faith, law of the spirit of life? But what yeah. about the rich, what about the rich young ruler? I mean, what he said, what must I do? Was this Matthew 19? I think that's where the rich young ruler is. He said, he asked Jesus, what must I do? And he said, keep all the commandments. And he said, I've kept them. Now, do you think that meant up until that point? No. But then Jesus said, well, what I, I would think have, he hadn't kept them. All. Well, what I would have said was you're a liar. <laughs> but what Jesus said, cause he knew his heart. Yep. He didn't want to catch him in the lie. It, but he yeah. said, go sell everything you have. Yeah because he was a rich guy yeah, and follow me, which was not written anywhere in any kind of law. No. Yeah. But what so, everybody needs to grasp in this Romans eight text is a, the mindset Now that starts in verse five of what, where you at? The, the Romans eight, five. Oh, okay. So you say, so what is demanded under the law of the spirit of life instead of a law of works? Those who live, according to the sinful nature, that's day in and day out. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit, and that's the key, is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, ever are controlled not by the flesh or sinful nature, but by the spirit. So how do you practically... If the spirit of God yeah. lives in you. How so do you a mindset that do that? Huh? That's what people are thinking. Right. So how do you... How does that happen? Hang on, Jesse. Because if your mind... Let's take a well, break, man. If your mind is set on something, you'll do a far better job than if it's not set on something. You, so you have two ways to go. If it's set on uh, sexual immorality, lust, greed, and all that stuff, if your mind is set on that, that's what you'll do over and over and over and over and suffer the consequences. Here comes Jesus, and he says, look, you get in me, I'll take care of all your sins. No sin will be counted against you. Just confess them and I'll remove them. But remember, keep your mind set on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Get your mind set on that. Live like that. And basically saying your behavior will, will really change. And it, and it does. Right. <clears throat> That's what? an interesting verse. That verse 8 it says, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You know, that's from their perspective, not God, because God, we know he's there. His grace is bigger. We've, we've mm. read that. Yep. But they're just in a position. It's our prerogative. Where it's just not going to happen. They're not going to please God because they're literally controlled 
by that they wake up every that morning right. thinking of only themselves That's and correct. how to please themselves. And That's correct. You have others a distant second, and God is not even on the chart. Well, and, and again, if you don't if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God living in you, then there's no way to have a connection back to Jesus and to, to the life you're supposed to be living. Yeah, I mean, you're relying on your power. Which, which Jace, which, you, you said that. I, I look back, it's Matthew 19, you're right. But the question he asked was, what good thing must I do? Yeah, that's what it was. To get eternal life. And then he says, Jesus said, why do you talk to me about what is good? He said, you know, if you want life, obey the commandments. Because that was his, if you, if you read between the lines why Jesus went down the road he did, because the guy's like, I want to, I can earn this. Exactly. That's what right. good thing must he I He was saying, do? I don't need you. And, and Jesus, the reason you. he said that, I'm convinced, is Jesus wanted to get him on record to say it out loud that, oh, I am good. Which if, he if did. It's, if it's law, and he did. And, then and I'm sure he was a good person the way we view good people. Yeah. There are a lot of good moral-based people that are not, you know, don't, deserve to be locked up in prison here. There's a there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things. Right. Not in the name of Christ. It's just good things. Well, you're right. And he was rich. And you remember, Jesus says right after that, the line he says, it's harder for a rich man to get to heaven than, you know, the camel through the eye of the needle. The reason he said that is because people that don't lack, you know, we talked about, you have to get to a usually a pretty desperate place in your own mind and heart to seek God to begin with. Well, what if you got everything? Yeah. What what if you don't have any desperation? What if what if your life seems pretty? I don't fulfilling? need anything, right? And you're just like, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. I've had many Bible studies where that was the analysis. They're like, I like my life. Yeah. I, there's no need yeah. for God. But I think the point is in a verse that I write when people ask me to sign my name, which is embarrassing, <laughs> but I always put this Matthew nineteen twenty six because it's the same principle as Romans because they said, well, how. How hard is it then for the rich man? To ma- this sounds pretty difficult. This is a, his disciples yeah. were like. No, well, they said they were looking at it and they said they're looking at their ragtag bunch. Yeah. And they look and said, who, who if, can be who can be saved? And like if this guy was like the perfect guy. Because he's a moral man. Exactly. The guy was good. But he thought he could do it without the grace of God or Jesus. And that's just simply not true. Which ultimately, that's the answer is who the, who can be good? How can I do a good thing? And Jesus says, you can't. But he basically comes up with a principle. The reason I signed this and put this verse here, because there's a principle in life. Every once in a while, you stumble up on a verse in the Bible that is a fundamental principle for life that says something in a powerful way with just very few words. And if you wanted to sum up a part of following Jesus, this statement by Jesus does that because he says, now, granted, it was in the context of of a man trying to pull off his own salvation because he was a quote air quotes, good guy. Yeah. Right. It says with man, cause he said, who then can be saved with man? This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So it's impossible for you to do it, but in God, the impossible becomes possible because we know what he meant in between the words of that in that I have a way, I have a plan that we're going to execute and we're faithful to that's going to save you from the consequences and punishment of your own Which doing. is why you get to what we talked about 
what I preached on last week, you get a guy that says you're going to have a son. All the you know, the whole world is going to be blessed through him. I mean, your descendants are going to be like stars in the sky and sand on the seashore. And then you were told to kill him. And you go and you get right to the point and you're doing it. I mean, Abraham was fully committed because we know he reasoned of the yeah. resurrection. He was in an impossible situation. Exactly. Well, and, I'll give you another scenario. If you're locked up in prison for a life sentence, it's and and it's you're like, well, I guess it's possible that you'd be free, but I just I'm saying within those walls behind those bars, barring some supernatural event or what have you, it's impossible for you to be free while you're in there. If you take yeah. Jesus out of the equation. Right. But that is actually possible for you to be free even while you're there. That is correct. In Jesus. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff we're talking about where people are like, that didn't make sense. Well, it does once you understand who Jesus is and the ramifications of surrendering to Christ. Because you can actually be free and have no condemnation in Jesus and have eternal life given. And be be on death row. And Yeah. You can have the promise of eternal life and the hope and be free. It's it's possible with God. That's not possible with man. You're not yep. going to come up with anything that's going to produce that. So let's yep. take another break. It's like, Jason, you remember that? I don't know if you were there, that uh, Dr. Christopher Ewan, uh, an Asian guy that spoke at Weiss Road a couple years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. So his yeah. story was, Dad, he was a gay drug dealer. I mean, like big time drug dealer, like federal. You went know, to prison. Went to prison. Yeah, had long year, long rap, and he's in there. Somebody threw a Bible in a in a garbage can. I don't need this in here. He picks it, finds it, picks it up, starts reading it. He hadn't had a God moment his whole life. He said, and he was set free in jail. He comes out. He was like, I'm I'm not going to be gay, and I'm not going to sell drugs. I'm going to totally submit my life to Christ. And to yeah. this day, that's what he does. He he teaches. Well, Bible he, at, he at God. He he. Had, uh, it was an awesome, oh, so uh, good. whatever you want to call it, testimony. Yeah. So he's he finds his relationship with God, or God finds him, however you want to right. view it. But then he repaired the relationships with his parents. That's right. And they were actually there in with his him. speech, and they did it kind of like a three-pronged. Right. Uh, it was very moving and, and touching. Yeah. And, it, and it just shows you that when we say stuff that, Faith comes to hearing a message, and the power is all based on God. I mean, here's a guy in prison. There was there was not even a person yeah. that shared with him. Right. He just literally stumbled up on this because what what else are you going to do? Spend the you know. Most by of your the life way, his <clears throat> his mother, her, she had been praying for him, just desperately praying that he would finally open himself up to God. And a lot of people ask us on the podcast, "What about I got this kid there? Don't stop praying." That, right. that they'll get to a point where they're finally going to be open to it. Cause I'm telling you, there's, there's anything's possible. You know, it may be impossible. You're thinking in the moment, but it's not all things are possible. It, uh, he mentions in verse seven, the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Control by is a key verse. There, right. Word. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature 
That's what you were delivered from. Right. But by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you, why, it's really critical that when when Peter told those people, when they asked, okay, we murdered him, what have we done? What do we do? He said, repent and be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus, so that your sins will be forgiven, and God will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, without him, he's called imperishable seed. Once that's planted in you, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. He begins oh, to... Those, he, those, those two verses are two of my favorite oh, verses. He jumped, he jumped all the way to immortality with how you roll on planet Earth. Yep. You know, you, know well, you, you just can't claim Jesus and live like the devil, but you can claim Jesus and live by the Spirit, and people will notice those are some good people. That's a good woman right there. That's right. a good man right there. That's why even I, your even your haters, they look at it and say, you know, how do you, how do you get there? Right. But that's why these people that I mean, you read some some compliments and some positive things about our podcast or the chosen, but it's actually not us. The, the first right. few words of this, but if Christ is in you. That's right. And you tie that in with Colossians 1.27, the mystery of godliness is that Christ is in you. The Galatians 2.20 that I quote all the time, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. I mean, he moves in. We try to get out of the way, but we have this daily battle going on. That's why... It, in the previous chapter, he finally concluded during this daily war that rages on in all human beings, this fight between good and evil, the victory has to be given to Jesus Christ. That's right. Because ultimately, he did keep it all. The prisons are full, Jace. The rehabs are full. The psychiatric community is having a field day, deciphering yes. what's going on in your head. And they all go keep this constant battle, and it's getting bigger all the time, and more and more and more of them. And in yeah. Jesus, he's right there hiding in plain sight. He said, I'll get you out of this. Yeah. But you're going to have to live by my spirit. Yeah, and the yeah. spirit becomes then that your testimony. in verse To your point, Jason, in, in verse 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Yep. See, that's, that's like the testimony. That. That's my point. So your spirit is there. The spirit of God is there. Paul said in Ephesians 1, the spirit is a deposit given us so that we will receive one day our ultimate gift. Guaranteeing. Guaranteeing. Which is why the yeah. focus on the relationship, which is what we've been saying when Jesus said, you reach studying the scriptures and you're missing me in John 5, because he gets down there and look, his word's not mine. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. I mean, this dad-son mm. relationship, which right. makes people feel uncomfortable in some people in the church, because they're like, "Oh, well, you're bringing God down." No, he he's the one that says we're God's children. When I look at my kids, I mean, and how they were when they were younger with me, and still had that innocence, and they relied on me, you know, to be their leader and to provide security when they have fears and everything. We always say that about that age is so special and. Treasure these because when they when they come to be teenagers, guess what? Yeah. I've said this before. I'm like, all hell will break loose. Yeah. Because then they go through this same system that we all do and they start distancing themselves 
from God. And you're like, what happened? What happened to my but baby? Even, even in those moments of rebellion, though, Jace, you still love them. You still love I mean, you don't. I, you know how many times changed. I've said that to all my kids? I'm like, okay, this was horrible. This was terrible. I'm angry. They're upset. We're arguing. What, what are we going to do? But at the end of the day, I always say, I'm never going to stop loving you. That's right. Let's don't miss that. Plus, what, what everybody needs to realize here is because a lot of people, they have the idea, well, if I come to Jesus or I came to Jesus, but what I'm still suffering. I, I'm still suffering. <laughs> Here's what they miss. By him, what you call it, Abba, Father, this yeah. is verse 15. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we're children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. But some of them are still saying, but why am I suffering here while I'm here? If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. People have to realize the suffering not going to stop. No, You're and you got to remember the he, persecution to come. He just, had already take it. Look what they did to him. Yeah. yeah, he had already said that in chapter five and verse three. If you remember, he said, "Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because yeah. we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance yeah. character, and character hope." Because when you, it's not a cakewalk. When you take a stand for Jesus, number one, the evil world is riled up. That's they're, right. They're they're coming. And everybody who cannot please God, which we just read, well, you're making them feel guilty because if you're right and Jesus is real, they're out. Like the guy who said, Mr. Robertson, I strongly dislike you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you should never and be on didn't social know who media. I no. You should never be on social media, Phil, because you just were taught, you were told that one instance. And that's literally going to happen every. Well, whenever someone seconds. comes forward to a church and they have cancer, they found out some bad news, and they know they're going to have a battle. I, w- I always pray that, of course, we want them to be delivered. We want more years with them. We pray for healing, which is James five. But I also pray that in this battle, God will get glory, because if that ultimately is your goal in life, even if you got to battle through something rough, I, I want to. We got to close out, but I want. I save one uh, comment for last. Because uh, I have an announcement to go with it. Uh, Brian said, <clears throat> I say there needs to be a gathering of unashamed nation and the chosen army. Get some bands and let's hear from the Robertson family and the cast of chosen. Let's well, get- we're actually doing that. I know. That's why I saved it for last. So so we're, right. we're going to, uh, we've said on, on June 23rd, we're going to record our podcast uh, live in front of a live audience at the National Religious Broadcasters well, that's Conference. that's courageous. Yes, very. I'm super excited about it. And uh, Zach's going to be joining us, so we're going to have fun with that. But right after that, this is new news, because I've mentioned mm-hmm. the other four. Uh, Jace, you're going to – tell them what you're going to do. You're gonna- we're going to watch, I think, the new episode of The Chosen, whatever that is. Sorry, I don't know the number. I've seen them all up to date. We'll be watching that with the live audience. They'll be releasing it on live stream. Yeah. Dallas will be and, there and some cast, I think, are going to be yeah, there. Yeah, and then, then I, we'll get up and say a few words, I guess. Uh, so always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So I am you know, I think we'll get up and talk to the their live stream nation. Right, so, right. Uh, so that's exciting. So be looking for that. That's all going to happen on the 23rd. I'm still trying to find out if they're for sure, whether they're opening it up to people going there. But you can reach out to NRB, which is National Religious Broadcasters, and find out. But I'm yeah, hoping to have some Keep news. it on your radar. It'll yeah, be fun. It'll be great. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. 
Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.